A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to another episode of Early Work. This is the podcast in which I, Reese James, ask my performer guest to read out some of the creative writing they did when they were younger. Ideally a teenager or something, whatever, it doesn't matter. They can. Some people do it when they're 25. That's old people, we don't have many of them, but some old guests do do that. If you've not listened to the podcast before, if this is your first time, go check out some previous ones. We had Lolly Adafope doing some fan fiction. She wrote about a TV show called Everwood. She had 10 chapters, it was ridiculous, it took forever. Uh, but it's a good podcast. Then we had Rose Matafeo. She did some spooky stories, and they were very spooky. And she was a child, actually, when she did that. John Kearns, he wrote a novel, or half a novel or something, gave it to a girl. She didn't like it. Go listen to those ones. But this one, we have got Tom Lucy, uh, who has got some lyrics to read us from a very impressive couple of bands that he was in. Uh, So check it out. It's very funny, and it is very patriotic. Naughty. It is my absolute pleasure, nay, obligation, to introduce to you today's <laughs> podcast guest, little Tom Lucy. Hello, Hello Tom. To listeners, Tom Lucy is probably best known for um, having very recently been to the gym and yeah. also... <laughs> He's quite well known for doing a gig with me in Dubai once. That's probably, if you were thinking, who's Tom Lucy? Oh, he's that one. He's in an Instagram picture with Reese at the Dubai Opera House. My biggest credits. It's your biggest credit. There's a photo of us on a flight from uh, London to Dubai. It's a really good photo. It's a good photo because, to tell the listeners, I uh, I didn't steal. I I tried on the air stewardesses, um, what's the word? Hat. Hat? Are you really reaching for the word hat? Well, no, because it's not really a hat, is it? It's like a, it's like a headdress. <laughs> yeah, and it does seem, because it's an Emirates flight, Yeah, it's quite a specific hat. Mm. And so other people on the plane were shouting cultural appropriation. Yeah, but there was really, a, it was hostess appropriation. Really, it was, just, it was just me trying to ingratiate myself with the staff. The community. It was a very yeah. empty flight, one of the best flights ever. We were really Good spread flight. out. Good but flight. it was so empty that they came around, didn't they, the air hostesses, mm-hmm. with a Polaroid camera and said, do you want your picture taken? <laughs> You know, on a long haul flight, like, when you're like, someone document this, will they? Like I look my Disneyland. best. Disneyland. Yeah, and it, it is. It turns out an absolutely fantastic photo. Yeah, and I actually think going around and taking pictures of people on planes is a good idea. But when it's full, that's a nightmare. Nightmare when it's full. I'd have liked that Boeing picture. Boeing 737, on a... you can't get through everyone on that. 
on a key ring would have been nice. I it's now my WhatsApp photo. No, it's not. The, well, just me, the crop of me in it. Is it really? Yeah, it was an excellent photo of me. Oh, was it? It's an undeniably. Oh, photo I know the photo. Yeah, yeah, that is a good photo. Of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, now, Tom, if I had to guess what you were like at school, and I do because it's the first format. Part okay. Of the show, okay. Um, what I've written down here. Yeah. Uh, first of all, two words: little shit. Mm-hmm. Then there's another sentence, which is also two words: back chat. <laughs> then I put. Attempting to show disregard for studies and the school system. Um, I heard you on your podcast with Ed Gamble say that you just wouldn't do homework. So that's what yes. that's based on. But then I put, yes. but ultimately, the discipline of a military father saw you through towards the end. Oh my God. And that's, there's some truth in that, is yeah. it? Well, hang on. Yeah. And then the last bit is, in the popular group, despite showing little to no sporting ability. Am I correct? <laughs> wow. <that's... laughs> That You've does really feel given more, that a lot of thought. It feels like more of an appraisal than the other episodes. It, it, it does feel like, yeah, there's more negatives in that than the other ones I've heard you give people. Interesting. Um, I wonder why. I think that is fairly true, yeah. I you, w- did you think you were a bit of a little shit at school? Yeah. I, well, well, it depends who you spoke to, to be honest. I think um, the things I was interested in, I was, I was quite good at, like drama, but everything else... You were just to, were, you, were you then quiet in those sorts of lessons? No, I was. I was. I, I was like incredibly needy and like I was. I was like I was a class clown basically in every really? class. A class clown. Yeah, I know that's like quite an embarrassing thing to admit, but it's a cliche question. It's a cliche of a comedian. people with our occupation get asked in interviews, and mostly the answers yeah. will know. But that I would imagine you weren't, but I was. Oh, I see. Oh, you've had a bit of negativity and you're throwing no, it back. No, no, no. I, th- I think I sort of am ashamed of the fact that I was. So what do you mean by class clown, though? Like, practically, what did that mean day to day? You were, you were just cracking what? You were juggling? What? You are on a unicycle? Yeah, I was juggling. I had one of those, like, hats that was an arrow through the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I was just d- disruptive and um, wasn't really interested in anything at, that we were learning. And did people, your classmates, find it funny? Yeah, 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 yeah. The teachers hated it, but I actually had one teacher who used to use me as an example to the other years that she taught, the the years beneath me, to say she used to use me as like a if you don't work hard, you'll end up like Tom Lucy in the year yeah. above. So she actually used to use me as an example. So it wasn't great. Um, when but, you say because you're you're relatively successful, and mm. I use the term relatively in bold, yeah, but uh, italic and bold. when you say you'll end up like Tom Lucy, because that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, strike yeah. through. Yeah, uh, <laughs> what I'm looking at now, I think mm. she's got a point. Mm. Now for the listeners, <laughs> okay, I'm looking okay, at I'll a man. We're that. in the throes of winter. It's freezing outside. Tom Lucy is wearing ankle socks with some Adidas running shoes, yeah. um, some shorts, a stand-up to cancer T-shirt. That's commendable, but he did mm. steal it, and he's wearing. Yeah, it's a... not from a gig. It's <laughs> no, he nicked it. Um, well, and a red beanie. Yeah, but very the... confusing outfit. And if I was shown a picture of you and told, "Careful, you'll end up like this," okay. I'd be like, "Fair play. I'm going to straighten up and fly right." Okay, well, I, I, can't, I can't argue with that that much because that is exactly what I'm wearing. <laughs> but no, it's but fine, you, you ran. The here. point is that I, I ran here, Reese, and I, I knew I would get a stick from you for wearing shorts, but I put my health before your opinions. But ultimately, what we've um, landed on is the fact that I was correct, right? Little yeah, I shit, think that's, that's mainly class correct. clown. Attempting to show disregard for studies in the school system. Yeah, I feel like I'm at a parent's evening. True, but... What about this bit? The discipline of a military father yes. saw you through in the end. How were your results in the end? I actually got 
quite good results at the end. Oh, and is it because you had to do 10 press-ups every morning? Yes, and <laughs> tuck my bed in. Uh, sort of, I suppose. I mean, I, I, I sort of chose... I got quite bad GCSE results because that's when you have to do everything, isn't it? Yeah. But then A-level is when you can sort of choose what Specialize. you like. So yeah. I did like media, drama and English which were like the two things I was most... Mate, I'm so ready to take the piss out of you and I also did all three of those topics. Of course you did. Uh, I dropped media and did politics, but... Oh, so you do four in, four in year you 12. Do, you do, yeah, and then you drop what one. What was your fourth? You? So those are your three that you settled on. No, no, I did. My, the fourth one was history and then I dropped history and then I just did right. English. We had a very similar Drama four, and media. And then I dropped media and... But then the difference was that at that time I'd already started doing stand-up. At school. Mm. You know this, right? My first gig was at my school. Good God. And I used to do stand-up like every week. So literally the class in, clown. In the, in the school assembly. Every week? Yeah. Topical stuff. So basically, school-related material? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically... <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't know how I'm not being sick. So basically, we had a Friday um, like concert every, every week where anyone could get up. Stop me there. Mm. What kind of school did you go to? Well, I went to two different schools, but the sixth form school I went to was like a specific performing arts place. Right. Yeah. Oh, so that's no. why we had this concert. Dancing thing. on the tables, like in high school musical. It was like um, uh, Brit School, you know, like that place. Okay, it was like so that. It was like, it was like a sister school. school for that. What was it called? Hurtwood. It's like, it's very, very, it's basically the same thing. Private? Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Right, that's all the only word I needed to hear yeah. all along <laughs> to know that you do this Friday performance and no one's furious about it. Okay, well, that's the truth. So you would get up. So I would get up every Friday and... No, no, I, I got up one Friday to do um, stand-up in the Friday assembly and I wrote like 10 minutes of stuff about the school we were at and about teachers and about like just, just things that happened in the school and then I did it and it went so well, Reese. <laughs> Honestly, it was like probably to this day one of the best gigs I've ever done, or anyone's ever done, or anyone's ever done. It was, it was. I think so I heard good. about this actually. Yeah, I think yeah. people talk about it, this it was in filmed clubs for, up and down the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you remember any of the sorts of jokes you would have said? Um, no, because they were all like specific about teachers that we had at the school. We did, had at the school, and so yeah, so I, 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 so I had a really amazing gig, and then our headmaster said. Do you want to just like do it every week? So you got you'd one gig and then offered a residency. And then I was resident. That's unheard of. It's unheard of, right? So then I was resident clown clown for the, <laughs> for the school. The school's for resident about six months. It's and so much less it. of a class clown thing if you're employed as the class clown. You're yeah, court, right. That's court jester levels. It's like you're not actually yeah. funny. You're no, just, no, no, no. It's you, just relative. You're still to a company else. man. It's just <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But then I would go out out of school to like gigs around London and try and do and it was how, so how horrible. soon after that first gig at school mm. did you then go and do a gig gig oh like the a month maybe so oh, I was, really yeah. really got the taste for it immediately yeah and said the open mic scene must see this well, it wasn't quite like, like that I you just... were there in, in some pub you're upstairs in the Queen's Head yeah going god the, that water fountain by the languages box <laughs> is so tricky isn't it sometimes it sprays up sometimes it hardly yeah. comes out I don't know where I stand with yeah, it yeah well this is the thing that the, the material about the school killed because it was it was like such a contained environment yeah. and you mention anything about anything that people have heard of and they just go wild yeah and then when you go to a pub in Camden and you try and do stuff you just, well, you Did know you, what it's like. You get nothing. How much did um, you... Uh, 
<laughs> How much did um, did you change it? Like, obviously, presumably it's a brand new thing. Yeah, it's completely different because it's not in a school anymore, is it? I can't go on and do jokes about Mr. Henderson. You essentially, your first gig was essentially a corporate. It was a corporate, yeah. <laughs> free, for free. Mm. A corporate with progression. And then I handed out prizes at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most improved, yeah. Tom Lucy. <laughs> So oh, that was quite God. strange, really. Was it hard turning over that material every week about like new, trying to find new angles on the score? Did you do the same set every week? No. It's the same crowd, right? It's, it's exactly year. the same crowd, yeah. Um, the weird thing about it was, was that I didn't think it was an odd thing to do at the time. It didn't feel weird. But now, obviously, looking back on it and my rea- your reaction when I said it to you, it is an incredibly like precocious thing for a 16-year-old to want to do. But I didn't feel weird at the time. It didn't feel like, oh, this is a, an odd thing to be doing. Do no. you know what I mean? Did anyone get upset if you were mocking teachers and stuff? Yeah, yeah, did yeah. Did you ever get in trouble for yeah, going too far? Yeah. Did really? you ever... This is why the teachers didn't like me. Because you were exposing them. Yeah. Is there anyone who had done anything dodgy that you then brought up like in a joke? the John Oliver of our school. You didn't do like a Hannibal <laughs> Burris, Bill Cosby thing with one of the <laughs> teachers, right? <Of> like, <laughs> you didn't suddenly come in. No, with... no, no I, w- I didn't expose anyone to that level. No, not that I'm aware of. But it was just mocking... You just yeah, mock- I just was mocking teachers. And were you hailed and- by the, the other pupils as like some sort of comedy genius? I sort, I mean, I, so, I sort of was a bit because it was like so, because the gig used to go so well. So then I sort of became this like the school comedian. It was <laughs> Which is really actually, weird. Funnily enough, steal your nickname. <laughs> <laughs> For the benefit exactly- of the listener, Tom is, what, you're 24? 23. 23. It's why it feels mm. quite jarring to speak to you mm. on a podcast called Early Work about mm. the work you used to do when you were yeah. but a young lad, given yeah. you are a young lad now. I mean, yes. I say this as someone who's five years older than you, but I've lived a life, you see. Yeah. Those you've, five you've years, always, man. They, you've but, always struck me as being a lot older than a lot older than me, even though you're only five years older. Oh, I think it's the way I you talk no to need me. To ta- yeah, well, you, it's you so do, You talk down to me a lot. <laughs> I mean, we are, we are friends, shorts, mate. What do you expect? Outside of this podcast, we should say that. We are mates. So when um, you're at school, <laughs> you, were you doing this? Were you doing this sort of performance completely coincidentally that it came up and you did it one-off? Or was it like the very... I know you said you're a class clown, but was this mm. influenced by a very cliche need for survival? I'm presuming like in like a... Oh, I'm not one of the rugby lads, so I need to be funny. I mean, I ask that question now knowing that you went to a performing arts school. Yeah. So I imagine it wasn't a means for survival, it was just a whatever. No, because this. because that school was a bit odd in the sense that like the the cool kids at that school weren't rugby lads. They were like the lead the lads. lead in the musical. Yeah. <laughs> did you so, was that, did you go did you go up for the parts in the musical? No, I wasn't in the musicals. But that's why it was a bit of an odd school, because that they were like seen as the but the school I was at before was was normal, so yeah, that would have been the same. They were so. Presumably, was there any kind of bullying at that school? Because the bullies like you seemed quite. Uh... <laughs> it's very surprising to me that you weren't bullied. Okay, I so find school, this very hard school, to believe. The school, the, school, <laughs> the school I was at before the sixth form one definitely was a different vibe. That's like a cliche. That was like a cliche high school jocks. Yeah, and that uh, that was very different for me. I was quite quiet. Didn't really. Like speak out, definitely wasn't in the cool set, so that would be a more traditional environment. And then when I was sixteen, I moved to this performing arts place, and then and then and then, and then it was a bit better. But uh, 
and it's all okay, fine. And but but the school before encouraging. If if you're desperate <laughs> to hear that I was bullied, then yes, I was bullied in the school. Before. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I was joking. I didn't actually want it to be true. Okay. I mean, I'm bullying you now. Yeah, that doesn't. Ugh, well, God, it go. doesn't make me feel good. I go. thought it would make me feel good actually, and it didn't. Were you ever doing anything? So good that's, lesson there. That was bullies in, everywhere. That was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> Eventually, you'll be doing podcasts together. Is that the message? Mm-hmm. You, you did the thing at school, right? Yeah, and yeah. it wasn't. It I wasn't... feel like. Do you know what this feels like? I feel like I'm on Newsnight, like defending something I've said. <laughs> so talk us through. You were there. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Well, if you're going to turn up in a black turtleneck, mate, what do you expect? Okay, I've got questions. Black turtleneck and Adidas shorts <laughs> and a beanie, red beanie. It's a classic look. I've got to ask you this. Okay, you were doing that. That stuff at school. It wasn't technically yeah. part of school work. No. But it was still encouraged by your teacher, the head teacher. It wasn't encouraged, but it was like allowed. Okay. Yeah. Were you doing anything sort of at home other than stand up? Were you writing anything creative? Not- or even maybe at your old school? Were you being creative at your old school when you didn't have the opportunity in school to be? I creative? was always like very desperate to like have something that that I was good at, right? So I went through like several different phases of my teens where I was sort of obsessed with one thing and then it culminated in stand-up and then that's what I settled on. But before that, I went through like a phase where I was really into magic. Yeah, I did that. So I was like really obsessed with like learning magic. I just wanted to... What did you do? Buy kits? Yeah, yeah. Or just cards? You had the kits with those foam balls that go tiny and then come out in your hand and seem really impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just sort of desperate for something to be really good at something. Because I wasn't very good at academics or sports or anything. So I was trying to find something else. Uh, and how many girls did you have to turn down when you were doing it was... magic? <laughs> I mean, it must have just been non-stop. Because yeah. <laughs> you know what chicks dig. You know that girls love <laughs> magic tricks. It's yeah. long handkerchief, <laughs> multicoloured and tied together. That's exactly it. <laughs> if I had any advice magic? to young men listening to this podcast, learn a magic trick. <laughs> Were you good at it? Did you have good sleight of no. hand? No, 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 I wasn't good at it at all. So that's why I ditched it and then moved on to something else. Right. So I went through that phase, I went through a music phase, and I went, and then I went through a comedy phase. What was the music phase? The music phase was like bands. I had a couple of bands. This, that was actually the first phase. I think I was like 10 or 11, and I was like trying to set up bands at my school. And then they all failed, and then I went into magic, and then I went into comedy. Did you perform publicly yeah i mean we, we did like a few gigs but when Public i say when i say halls. gigs i mean like gavin's mum's barbecue sort of thing do you Great. know what i mean is that a gig depends is gavin a stranger or a <laughs> gavin was one of the people in the band <laughs> oh right yeah, that yeah. doesn't count so that doesn't count so we did gigs yeah yeah what um role did you play in these bands i was very much um sort of the organizer I was the one who was sort of trying. That to... doesn't mean you're in a band. No, no, no. It, I was. Sorry, I don't, you, I don't so you're mean, the manager. I don't mean I was the manager. At 10. <laughs> I mean that I was the one sort of like driving the whole thing to happen. If I wasn't there, the band wouldn't have happened. I was the one being like, guys, we need to practice. We need wow, to do this. This really is starting to feel like a Radio X podcast. We need, isn't it? <laughs> we need to. We oh, need Jesus to do Christ, this. chill out. I, I was. I was that. I was that guy. Yeah. And you, but no, but in the band, you what play? What did you play? I played guitar. And I wrote the songs. Oh, every aspect of the song. Not just lyrics, you wrote the uh, melody as well. I wrote the lyrics and uh, and then I wrote the melody with, with um, another guy who was in the band. 
Gavin, perhaps? Not Gavin. Fuck off, Gavin. All no. you've got is a venue. <laughs> contributing nothing, Gavin. Gavin was uh, our agent. <laughs> he used to book the gigs. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, and his mum had a lot of barbecues back then. <laughs> you, what you got you, what you got to remember, Reese? is this is the summer of 05. So Sorry, a lot I do of, apologize. A lot of barbecues going on. And did you play anyone else's barbecue except Gavin? Uh, we didn't play any other barbecues. We did one gig at school assembly, and then we disbanded due to creative differences and then i formed another band with before you before you move on what were those differences <laughs> well i think somebody else wanted to stop so well i was really the only one i don't was... think that's what creative <laughs> differences really, means i was really... someone doesn't want to so, sorry you can't break up with someone in a relationship and say creative differences it's just crazy one differences. of us doesn't want to be together anymore <laughs> one of us wants to carry it on it's just creative thing very much a mutual. no you just one person didn't want to be in the band anymore so you had to well, get a new band well as i said i was the only one who was really holding it together so people weren't as committed to it as i was so I left that band and then formed another one and then... Completely the, different people or no, any of them No, me the and the same writer from that one. Because of the success rate, you didn't want to Because what we had was special, yeah. so we thought we can't, you know, we can't not write together, it'd be wrong. <laughs> so we decided to set up another band and then we wrote songs for that. Up until and whose barbecue about, did you play then? Because Gavin's mum's We had no back. barbecues to play then, so we used to mainly just record songs in his bedroom and then upload them onto LimeWire? Upload them onto LimeWire. Yeah, that with LimeWire, wasn't that where you downloaded... Or was that a download? You downloaded what things was the, from LimeWire if you wanted to Could illegally get MySpace? Music. No. What was MySpace... The, would it have been MySpace? MySpace would have been around. Yeah. So we used Definitely. To, we used to upload songs And it was originally, pretty much originally, was like a music yeah. thing. That's how Lily Allen got uh, famous. Yeah, well, that's how we got famous as well. Because of all the friends you had. Tom was in your top eight. Yes, yes. So <laughs> <we used> to, <laughs> the second band I was in was more of a sort of uh, studio band than a, than, a live, <laughs> than a live band. It's not a live experience. It wasn't really it's a live listening a live experience. Band. <laughs> who, okay, who, what sort of music would you have been into at this age? Oh, it would have been like bands. So it would have been like um, Busted, uh, the Kooks. Um, who else was I into? What's interesting is that you were 10. Green Day. I was 15 at this age. Yeah. So I, obviously they were the popular bands, so I was into yeah. all the same things. Mm. But for some reason, even as a 28-year-old adult, I do feel embarrassed to share the same influences as a 10-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> even though I wasn't 10 at the time, I just... If so, I feel shame now. I think feel our shame. biggest influence was probably uh, Green Day. Really? Yeah. And did you have a kind of Green American, Day look about you? American Not a tent, surely. idiot. Um, no, but we did want to. We we had an idea once of shooting a music video similar to the one where they are playing. They're just playing live, and then this big green paint thing explodes behind them. I remember the. They're video. just playing it, and then behind them, this big thing explodes, and they're covered in green paint. Yeah, it was extremely get him in the gunge. There was a real Dave yeah, Benson yeah, Phillips yeah. plagiarism thing going on I think it was there. directed by Dave Benson Phillips. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay, so he did get um, credited. Oh, so we had an idea once <laughs> to shoot a video like that, but the budget was... When you say had an idea... Well, I mean, we talked about it one evening. <laughs> you, we should, you, you, we stole, should, we you stole an idea. Should, we should shoot a video like that. But it never happened. What kind of budget? Are these ten-year-olds expecting to have? Well, Where nothing, you... well nothing. We didn't have a boat, which is why we didn't do it. You just said we should do it like that. No one thought about the practicalities of 
Nobody thought we had. We didn't have a manager, Reese. So we were all over the place. You're meant to be the manager, man. No, I wasn't. I was just sort of songwriter. I was sort of Gary Barlow of the group. To this day, what were these bands called? Can you remember? Yes, the first band was called Empire, um, which right. was we thought an all right name. We had an album. We had an album called Defenders of Rock, <laughs> which was a little presumptious for four, four lads from the Defenders, south. Of and was it? This is a rock band. Well, you no. say was it rock the word you'd use? We thought it was a rock band, but looking back on it, no, it wasn't a rock band. What it was, was it? Looking back, a on? children's band. <laughs> um, and then the second one that we did was was called Global Warning. Which we, warning. I cannot tell you how excited we were when we came up with that at name. At 10, it, to be fair, it's quite clever at 10. Global warning, right? Yeah. No, no, we were, a bit, we were about 13 by this point. Right, then it's absolutely yeah. abhorrent. Empire was, was 10. I think when I said creative differences, what I meant was we, were, we found out that there was a magazine called Empire. Oh, so and you realised the whole band must end. Disband, we can't just change the name. It just disbanded from there. How, many, how much sort of stuff were you turning over? How much, what was the back catalogue of Global Warning like? How many uh, songs did well, you Well, I don't, I don't remember it that much, but the guy who I was saying, who I used to write the songs with, he left the school at 13. And then creative I, and differences with the due school. Due to creative differences with the school. <laughs> and he went to another school uh, somewhere else in the country and I sort of lo- lost touch with him. And then when you asked me to do this podcast... You, you asked me, but yeah, when you, that's when not, you go back to the not, podcast... That's yeah. not true. You, when you asked me to do this podcast, I want to get that on record. Um, <laughs> hence that's why I came from running. We, we had a drop out last minute. Um, <laughs> Dave Benson Phillips dropped out. <laughs> so then I had to get back in touch with him to find these lyrics. So I just called him the other day and found out... There's only uh, one song from Empire that he found from the archives... And there's two global warning songs he found. I think we'll do chronologically, shall we? Yeah. Well, Empire would have been the first one. Empire's the first. You're 10 years old. Defenders of Rock was the The album's called Defenders of Rock. How many songs are on that album? I don't remember. Probably four. It's more of an EP than an an album. That's called an EP. Yeah. But what you've got to remember is this... Empire production. This is 2005, Reese. so... Right. Just, just keep, what, albums didn't change late. Just keep that in mind, okay? It's the summer of 05. So this so, is what, what's the song called? The song <coughs> that he's um, found, it's called 100% American. <laughs> <laughs> and let me just clarify. Yeah. You were what, in Surrey? <clears throat> this was written in a, in a secondary school in Surrey, yeah. Great. I don't remember what the melody was. I'm going to guess it's the exact same as at least one Green Day song. Yeah, I think it probably would have been sung to the tune of American Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and imagine us covered in green paint. But I can read you the lyrics. Please do. Um, this is verse number one that I have no recollection of writing. Um, here we go. Okay. Driving down the highway, I'm feeling the wind. <laughs> Riding down the byway... I'm a feeling some chill. That's verse one. Okay. What, what's weird about this is that we've written it in a sort of American-isk. So the next line is, the people are a-looking. So it's not the people are looking, it's the people are a-looking. This is like, you sound like Mario. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not as similar to Mario. Is that, yeah. is that what the influence was? I know it's a, clearly, it's, a, it's like more of a honky-tonk parade yeah, type vibe. Yeah, I think uh, it was supposed to be vibe. like a, it's, a, it's a meant to be Western. Thing. A Western right. thing, yeah. The people so the are peop- a driving. People are a looking. So this is country and Western. This isn't 
No, no, no. This is the Defenders of Rock album. Sorry, I apologise. Um, driving down the highway. Driving down the highway, I'm feeling the wind. Riding down the byway, I'm feeling some chill. The people are looking, the doors are opening. We're 100% American. Yeah, we're 100% American. <laughs> and then the chorus is, ooh, baby, America. Ooh, baby, America. Fuck me. That's like, the chorus. Like war propaganda. It's, it's yeah. It, it gets sort of dark. makes no sense. America, to just be, you're essentially chanting America. It's essentially a war, it's not, a war um, chant, isn't it's it? Not, it's not at all acceptable. It really turns, but... The next verse is good, though. You're like this. I like it all already. Walking in the bar, I'm a calling the shots. Not I'm calling the words. shots. I'm a I-M-M-A. I'm a calling the shots. Is that a play on words about shots in a bar? Wait for it. Sorry. Walking in the bar, I'm a calling the shots. Stacking up the bulls, I'm a taking the pots. Okay? You've lost me. So that could be... Playing pool. Snooker? Or could it be a metaphor for... The Vietnam War. <laughs> well, we I wouldn't be surprised based on the chorus. We don't know. Up. We don't know. We don't know. It's it's up for interpretation. <laughs> the people are looking. <laughs> the doors are opening. Yeah, we're a hundred percent American. <laughs> we're a hundred percent American. And then back into Ooh Baby America. Ooh Baby America. That's all that comes back from Okay, hundred percent American. We've got a bunch of questions. Do you have notes? Yeah. Okay. Hit me with your notes. Just remind me again. 10 years old. Yeah. Well, I, I think, yeah, 10, 11, maybe. Right. Yeah. And now... Growing up in Dallas. Give me the first word. <laughs> give me the, you're 10 years old. Give me the first word. Of the song? Yeah. <laughs> Driving. Driving. Right. And you're 10 years old. And the first word... The first word of the song is... Driving. Driving. And then it's down the highway. Had you been to America when you were nope. 10 years old? No. Had anyone in the band been to America? No. No. 100% American, though. Driving down the highway, American. feeling the... Wind. Driving down the highway, I'm a feeling the wind. I'm a feeling the wind. The byway. Now, explain to me the byway. I don't really know what a byway is. That's, a, is that, now, that's an American thing, right? Is it? I think it is. That's why it would have been in the song. No, no, no. No, no, don't, no, no, don't, no. Don't present the song as this some is sort a, of factual This enterprise. is a well-researched piece of byway. text. Byway. I mean, maybe I'm being thick. I'm not a driver myself. Highway. You wear a byway? Do you not drive? No, because I'm also 10. Oh, wow. <laughs> but okay. I am American. Um, byway is... myself. A byway. To me, I think you just found something that rhymes. Does producer Neil know what byway is? It's an American bypass. word, I think. On the bypass. No, bypass is something else. Well, I'm feeling a chill. Yeah, drive, uh, riding down the byway. Riding. Uh, now, what are you riding? The car. That's what you say, isn't it? When, when, you, when you go on a long journey in a car. Yeah. Just sorry, I'm just going to ride my car around. Yeah, but Reese, I'm trying to make the words rhyme. So I can't say sat in my car. No, you've already done driving down the yeah, highway. Yeah, driving down I'm the highway, feeling, I'm a feeling yeah. the wind. Riding, riding down, the, down byway, the highway. I'm okay, a, fine, I'll, I'll accept it. I'm a feeling some, I'm a feeling some chill. Interestingly, they don't rhyme. But the chill doesn't Wind rhyme. and chill don't <laughs> but rhyme. But byway and highway do. So byway and highway. And riding and driving, sort of. Sort of. The people are looking, the doors are opening. Now, what does that mean? The doors are well, opening. Well, what you've got... Okay. So, I can see that you haven't got a creative bone in your body. Um, <laughs> we're, we're walking... Imagine, we're, we're in a car, we're going down the highway, we pull over, there's a, some sort of saloon on the side of the A3 in Guildford. <laughs> we imagine that we boot open the door of the saloon. It's one of those, like, swinging doors. Yeah. We boot the doors open. Very dangerous thing to do. We go in. right back into you. The people are looking. The doors are opening. We're 100% American. Yeah, we're a hundred. Imagine if you were a cowboy and you walked into 
fleet services. That's the sort of thing we're going for. It's really nationalist, this yeah? song. It's, it's so nationalist. Like the way you just it's making that more scene, sense now, though, isn't you it? You go into a saloon and the yeah. first thought you have is America first. <laughs> we're 100% I really, America. I really don't know why we were so obsessed with America. It makes no sense. And then remind me of some of the highlights from the final verse. Walking in the bar, I'm a calling the shots. Of course, calling the Stacking shots. Stacking up the balls, I'm a taking the pots. Now, I don't know if you've ever played um, <clears throat> any kind of ball Sport. game. Balls yeah. are not the right shape to be stacked. No, but you do say stack up the balls if you've ever played pool. Rack before. up. You can say rack or stack, I think. You rack. say rack. You say okay, rack up. you say rack. And you don't even lose the rack. Okay, but what I could do, <laughs> I easily, could easily just change that to easily racking, have up said balls, racking up the balls. Right? But I'll change that. That's fine. Okay? <laughs> I take that note on board. I agree with that. Balls, we're Walking calling, in, we're Walking in the bar, I'm calling the shots. Now, Rack, that must have been a play on words. Racking surely. up the balls, I'm taking the pot. That, that works. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't use the word works, but it rhymes. 100% American. And would that have been the single from the uh, that EP that slash was album? Our, um, Main song. That was the lead single, yeah, from the album. Did How well received would that have been? Pretty well received. From the your, um, yeah. British crowd. It went down quite well with um, far-right Americans. <laughs> yeah. It's essentially a Trump speech, really. You've written a Trump speech. I don't think like. this is actually that bad a song. I think it's just in the wrong place. I think if this was written in, like, Nashville and presented to a, a market out there, I think it could have flown. But Gavin's mum's barbecue in Guildford mm. was not no dice. the play. They weren't going to start chanting, ooh, baby, America. No. Which is what we envisioned. It was like, that would be like, you know, like a big sort of, like, crack stadium chant. Ooh, baby, America. Thing is, it was a barbecue. Now, that's got that's a real Southern American, American yeah. vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of my so mum's definitely... friends are racist. So. Exactly. Just yeah. rename it a cookout and you're sorted. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, global warning. I'm expecting something a little bit more mature. Yeah, so, okay. you've got past the creative yeah, differences, yeah, yeah, yeah. the American. So, what, American, you, what you can see quite clearly here is that we've evolved. Great. Our style has evolved. The lyrics are a bit more intricate. You know? We, we, global warning. Um, it's already, it's already a gag. Yeah. It's already good. What's the first the song, song that I found from the album, I can't remember what the album's called, is the, the song is called Madder, Hotter, Faster. Okay? <laughs> Which sounds a little bit like a Daft Punk yeah. song. Would that have been... Is but, it, would it have been directly that in whatever mm, year I don't was? know, because we weren't that influenced by Daft Punk. <laughs> well, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've literally played your eyes... You've even used one of the words. So what I think the problem... Wait, was it madder? Madder, hotter, faster. <laughs> Faster's in the Daft Punk. Stronger, better, faster... What is it? Faster, better, harder, stronger? Something like that. So, but faster's definitely... Yeah, no, it is. That, I think that might be all that, where that's from. Madder, um, hotter. It's it's a sort of um, global warning. So it's it's songs about cli- How old? What, climate What year change. was this? Well, this, we're about 13, so 10 years ago. So 2010. 2010. Yeah. The Daft Punk song Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger came out in 2001. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, there's every so, chance. I don't understand. Well, I don't, you wouldn't have been directly. You're, you're trying to make yeah. it sound like I've ripped this off Daft Punk. Maybe I have. It's nine years late if you have, but that happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Come on then, let's hear it. Mad at, so, so the is, lyrics are a little bit more. Is this about, is this about global warming? This sort song? of, yeah. Is your band entirely based on songs about global warming? Sort Once of. Again. No, no, it wasn't. Wrong it wasn't. Place, wrong no, no, time. it wasn't. You it. Smashed it now. It wasn't because the second song is about me. So. Well, you are a threat to the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so I guess it is about global warming. Um, Mad, uh, 
hotter. You write faster. that down. Madder, hotter, faster. Let's hear it. How can a boy become a man? That's the first line. How can the earth become the sun? Makes no sense. <laughs> what are we to do? Where are we to turn? Burning, burning, burning. <laughs> the planet's burning, burning, burning. And then it says, brackets, drum solo. Um, non-specific drum solo there. What sort, <laughs> what sort of heat burns my heart? I'm mad. I'm sad. Mankind can be so bad. Oh, my God. Madness is my vice. All is crumbling. Guitar solo. Generous um, on the solos. And then the ice caps. I think this might have been the chorus. This feels like the chorus. It feels like a chorus that starts with the ice caps. The ice caps are melting. Does no one care? The buildings are falling. Does no one care? The, my future is uncertain. Does no one care? It's madder, it's hotter, it's faster. Pop, how dare you on the end of that? And you got yourself an award-winning UN speech. I, I think that's actually something that you might hear, I don't know, Greta Thunberg do. It sounds like a song... Um an Extinction Rebellion protest. Yeah, I'm in a pop I should be at school at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. And then that makes more sense. Why are you talking about um, buildings falling? I, oh, that would have been a reference to 9-11, yeah. which was a mere nine years before this <laughs> song was written. What's that got to do with global warming? Nothing. It's just about, it's just <laughs> about um, the world imploding. Well, actually, hang on. Hang on. That was caused by flights. Yeah. If we all stopped flying, yeah. there would have been no 9-11. Right. It's an environmental problem. It's an environmental it was problem. All along. Yeah. That's the environmentalist message. It is. Stop taking internal flights. Flight. A train wouldn't have done that. Exactly. Could have, maybe. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't, it would be a lot this, harder wouldn't have been the same dis, uh, um, destruction. Mad, sad, mankind can be so bad. I'm mad, I'm sad, mankind can be so bad. Uh, drums. Any, any questions? Yeah, thousands of questions. Okay. What's the vibe when, when you're singing it? So, so mm. like, I know you don't remember the melody. What sort of atmosphere is being created? Oh, it's is it gonna, with rage or is it... It's going to be like... Sorrowful song? I would imagine it's probably quite serious. You're at that age where you're sort of like desperate to be taken seriously. So I think that's where a lot of it comes from. That's what it sounds like anyway. But were, so were the person singing it was screaming or were they... No, 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 no. This would have been a light acoustic guitar underneath with the, with the occasional drum solo, which I, in hindsight, I'd take out. A drum solo, if you're saying it's like a light, sorrowful song, I'm imagining yeah, no, like no, no. strumming a guitar, eyes closed. I can't imagine a drum solo yeah, being well, appropriate. <laughs> I agree, guitar. I agree. So in hindsight, we'll take that out. That's fine. We made the mistake of mistaking the, the more complicated the lyric is, the better it is. Oh, I don't know if you've heard this podcast before. Yeah, I, I, have, <laughs> right. done, I have done but that actually, a lot. Thinking about it, having read read these back in the last few days, um, the best songs ever written are like incredibly simple, and they don't use like complicated words. Exactly, Crazy Frog, almost no lyrics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> Barely a word in it. A great example, and one of the best selling songs of all time. So, and I think the next song that we wrote really, if you think that was wordy and pretentious. We 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 stepped it up another level. Great. Well, we'll come for to the that. next one. That can be your, your closing performance okay. piece. That final. Okay, one. you're going to like that, the last one. Before we get there, I have to score you. Okay. On uh, three different categories. Okay. Now the first um, is originality, attractiveness. Oh, sorry. Score yeah. you yeah. out of five. You know that would be a five every time. Originality. Yeah. <laughs> Given that you have told me that you essentially plagiarized Green Day, you've got to lose a point 
but Global Warning, a little harsh. age 13. And also Daft Punk with the mad, Madder, Hotter, Faster. Mm. I don't know, though. There's some stuff in there I wouldn't expect to hear. I mean, it's mm. really surprising. In the context of your 10 years old, 100% American, yeah. this propaganda thing yeah, yeah, yeah. you're peddling, it's yeah. really baffling to me that you, you did this. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a four out of five for that. What? Oh, out of five? Well, that's four okay. out of five for that, yeah. Right. And then, I thought it was um, out of 10. Pure teen horniness is the next category. Pure now, teen horniness. Pure teen horniness. Now, you're okay. only a teen in the second song, and I would say it's the least sexual, sexually Yeah, no, that's not a life. sexual song at all. Well, madder, hotter, faster. I thought, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> we're, that, we're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is about to be some saucy <laughs> stuff. But then it's yeah. all about the goddamn planet. Ugh, boring. Uh, mm. So there's almost no horniness whatsoever. So, yeah, you're um, right, you're right. I'm going to go for a one. There might be some. There might be some horniness in there. Give you a one, and then the final category is the Mickey Mouse Club slash Ryan Gosling Ryan Goose score, which is how close is this to your work now? How much does it represent? Have, <laughs> what potential does it show? <laughs> who you've gone on to become? I don't want to hear the answer. And to this. as um, the nation's foremost environmental protester, yeah, I have to say it's a five <laughs> out of five. Uh, you like you go you you go to America sometimes, yeah, quite a lot. Yeah. You um you you think you're you think you're a bit American. Do I? I hundred percent American. You wouldn't say that now, but yeah. you'd say maybe oh, I'm thirty percent American. You'd, <laughs> Wait, say, you'd say something what like that. What have I ever said to you <laughs> that would give a cause? I think I'm American. <laughs> that makes no sense. You got a vibe about yourself. Like, In what way? I got a vibe. Forty percent American. I think I'm American. <laughs> no, okay, it doesn't really represent. because I wear occasionally wear gym wear. It to doesn't. A doesn't really. That yeah. is quite an American. I thing jogged to do. here. Sorry, but I jogged here. That is quite an American thing to do. They wear a lot of leisure wear, don't they? Exactly. But so do you. You've got a real American. Uh, no, I don't. You wear like a lot of leisure wear. What leisure wear? Like tracksuit tops and. I happen to be wearing a tracksuit top right yeah, now. Yeah, but, you wear but with a smart lot. trousers. A lot. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, now. Yeah. I don't really think it does represent. There's a little gag in there. You've got a little pun in there yeah. in the title. And then you've got the sh- call the shots. But you don't really do that kind of stuff now. So again, I'm I don't do a lot a, of uh, rhyming puns now. Maybe I should. I'll give it a, I'll give it a two. A two? Out of five. A two. Uh, for... Yeah, that's why, I, that's why I was annoyed. Why? Because it's too high. Because it's too low. Well, so you want me to say that represents who you are now? Um, no. Right. I misunderstood the question. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a 7 out of 15. I just don't like being graded low on anything. 7 out of 15 is what you score for that, but you okay. might be quite happy with that because some of those play in your favour. Yeah, now, yeah, um, to, to level the that. playing field, I now have to read you something of mine. Okay. Now, um, is this something you wrote recently? More recently than you wrote yours. Yeah. I've got two things. Uh, so when you, in advance, I said, do you have any early work? And you said, oh, I used mm. to be in this band. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to come in with lyrics. So I just searched lyrics in my big folder of, Oh no! You've got have you got a like a folder? Disgrace. So is it called writing the folder? Mm, uh, it's called um, the main folder is called old laptop. Okay. And then there's a little subfolder called poetry, and then there's three folders in that which are shit ones, silly ones, actually good ones. Now, if I was re yeah. adjusting that, they would yeah. all go into shit ones. Yeah. All <laughs> okay. And they, I will. I've already gone through. You actually still do poems, though, right? I've already. I've already gone through a load of them. <laughs> Not anymore, mate. This is some lyrics. This is some lyrics. Okay. That you wrote for a band or just for you? No, I just wrote the... I just searched lyrics and this is what came up. Okay. It's a different genre. I'm not a defender of rock. And also, you can tell... What is it? Ele- electro? Before I go into this, you can, you can tell. I am joking. You can oh, don't tell Don't pull that, this now. Okay. You ready? 
I MC faster than you can ever ask for. Mm. I fly past you before you even find your passport. I try harder than a father on a dance floor. I bypass you like a heart I wouldn't die for. Ultimately, we go to see my alter ego, who isn't some white middle-class bambino, coming on the scene with a routine that we know with Hennessy, a menace like I'm Dennis in the Beano. And no, sir, I haven't got three bags full. Call it swag, but I've only got these handfuls. And I'm thankful of the rhythm that I'm given, driven because I've got a chauffeur now that I'm riding with them. Sitting in a haze, I'm in a post-coital malaise with a beautiful girl that I just phased and she's whispering all my days and she's whispering all my days. Wow. Now do me a favour, Tom. Whisper all my days for me. All my days. (laughs) All my days. Now just to clarify, at the time of writing this, I was yet to have sex in my life. Oh, so it was quite recently. Yeah, it's literally (laughs) this morning. (laughs) Any thoughts on that? Um, Yes, lots. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say, you know, you know, like those sort of fire in the booth. It is as good as fire in the booth. Is, right. it, is that what you were writing it for? One day you might get asked to do a, a fire in the booth. Like, MC faster than you can ever ask for. Fly past you before yeah, yeah. you can find your passport. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know what that means. Is that a brag? I Did you, have you ever, I feel like you might have at one stage in your career like rapped on stage. I've not rapped on stage. Have you not? No, I feel like I don't know. I've done poems on stage, which some people say are better than rap, and they're right. So that's like a slowed down rap, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a rap if you're uncomfortable with... Um, Rapping. Sticking to a beat. <laughs> <laughs> so would you have ever delivered that anywhere? No, God no. So I'm, you... I'm not, I don't feel comfortable having just done it to you. No, you've just... You've I tell just... you what I would have done. I tell you what 100% I would have done. Yeah. And thank God all these files are gone. Yeah. Because I would have... Knowing that I, I want yeah. this podcast to be listened to, I would yeah. have had to play this. 100% I recorded this on like a garage band type program. With a something under it, with a beat underneath it, and like I made like a tune on EJ, probably it was called. But how old were you when you were doing this? I think I wrote this about sixteen or seventeen. Can I ask you this question? Why? Were you? Did, were you did you have an interest in becoming a rapper or no? Beat poet, maybe. Well, I did do that on stage. Beat, for a beat bit. poetry. Uh, I don't know why. It's beat beat poetry. Is like it's just like doing poems to a beat, right? Not quite. It's more like just putting rhythm in poems essentially it's just poems with pauses because when you say beat poem i think of like greenwich village uh in the 60s yeah in like a cafe in right, the corner smoky, like yeah jazzy. that's when you say beat poet but would there still beat poets around no, isn't beat poetry more like the cat sat on the mat yeah that yeah. wasn't great are you reading this again from your folder <laughs> yeah, i was 19 <laughs> And then I'll, uh, I'll read you another one, because this also had okay. lyrics in it, even though this is nothing to okay. do with lyrics. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. The first line's in quotes, mm. and the rest of it's just normal. Okay. Now, this, you can... The reason I think this says lyrics is because you can clearly see the sort of thing I'm influenced by. <laughs> okay. It's very short, this. Good, okay. Love's a temptation that no true man can resist, all in the eyes of a chip shop Casanova or a man on the list. Promise you this, with a cheap blown kiss and a dangerous fist, just a wink and a tickle, he'll grant you one wish if you get in the gist. <laughs> Romance long live for its glory serene, but don't catch his drift. You don't know where it's been. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's. I, I prefer that to the first one. Yeah, if I'm honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like phrases like chip shop Casanova. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. Just such an Arctic, early Arctic Monkeys, Mike Skinner type. Like, I feel like you could get trying a job to like uh, co-writing on an Ed Sheeran album or something because <laughs> it's quite similar sort of raps to that, isn't it? <laughs> don't catch a drift. You don't know where it's been. I'm not. I'm not against that. Don't a catch line. a what? Don't catch don't, a drift. Don't catch his drift. You don't know where it's been. Don't catch his drift. You don't know where it's been. It's all right, but there's, there's no references to America in it. <laughs> you know what um, I prefer? They don't have chip shops in America. It's very British. Yeah, change chips up to diner. All in the eyes of a diner Casanova 
or a man on the list. You happy with that as a line? List, uh, register. Yeah, that's. I, I think that's what I, was, that I, think, I think that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> I do think that's what I'm getting at, which makes it quite dark. Yeah, yeah. you could go. rhyme "dino" with "China." Famously, American China have got issues. Exactly the sort of racism I expect from a man in a red a song <laughs> called 100% America and culturally American. appropriate Emirates American. airline hats. Yeah, yeah. Tom, I need you to score me on the same categories. Number one, originality. Out of five, I would say I've heard things like that before. Mike Skinner, Ed Sheeran. What about the first one? What early Ed Sheeran to an extent. The MC one. I think if you gave me half an hour, I could write something pretty similar. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think you need half an hour. I, I'm going to give it a three. Your teen horniness? Pretty high. Dang. This is It's obviously written by a man who's got issues <laughs> <laughs> sexually. So don't I, quote my reviews now. <laughs> so I'm going to say four and a half. Can I give you halves? Uh, I'll just say five. Just want. give it five. All right. Okay, five. And then what was the last category? Mickey Mouse Club. Ryan Gosling, Ryan Goose School. What potential does it show for who I've got onto? Become? Pretty high, five. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, pretty hard. 13, I win. 13 out of What 15. do we win? And, uh, well, we both lose. The message is we're both losers. We're both losers. We're both A losers. ticket to Gab's mom's barbecue. <laughs> yes, please. Um, now, if you wouldn't mind... Finishing it's us now off. your time to... All right, pure teen holiness has just gone through the roof. You're going to say phrases <laughs> like that? You are a teenager. Um, I need you to finish us off with your final performance of... And it is a performance... Okay, this do you want me to just read it without interruptions? What's this song called? Yeah, no interruptions. And okay. I'll really give it some. Really, imagine you're 100% American you're gonna and you love, really want to sell it. Like you're going to love American the title one. of this song. Go ahead. This song is by Global Warning and it's called Son of a Soldier Man. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I love it. Because anyone who knows me will know that I have a military dad. My mum is a soldier. My mum is a soldier. <laughs> and also, the thing we were saying about lyrics being too complicated, this is definitely an example of that. I think I was sort of trying to make it sound as dramatic and complicated as Before possible. Before you start, you can't remember the tune. No. Please sing it to the tune of Son of a Preacher Man. Oh, it's very similar to Son of a Preacher Man, isn't it? That's, that's clearly where I got the name from. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised that. Okay, I'll read the whole thing out without any interruptions. Okay. Surrender your firstborn. Don't look at me with scorn. There's dust in the depths of my soul. I'm the son of a soldier man. An arrow through my mother's side. Wartime takes me for a ride. I'm the son of a soldier man. Fear and nerves, they want me to fight, but I will not bite. I'm the son of a soldier man. Break me, shake me, but do not take me to war with you. I'm the son of a soldier man. That's all I've got. Absolutely incredible. I can't wait to hear whatever production is put on the, <laughs> on the end of that. Just, Are you going to put a beat underneath Don't that? even put a beat. I think just put gunshots. Actually, no, it's arrows, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. liked when you said there's yeah. an arrow through your mum's side because all I could think of was you as the class clown and it's a trick arrow that you just put on <laughs> to get a laugh. Son of a soldier, I man, but my mum's a laugh. Also make it clear that I'm talking about the Vietnam War here and I very much fight for the Americans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100% so if you American, are put, baby. If you are going to put some music underneath it, can you make it sort of Extremely bit? patriotic. Vietnam playlist American Well, no, because it's a war fought with arrows. No, that's a metaphor, isn't it? For No, it's just false information. That's not what a metaphor an is. An arrow through my mother's side. It's an emotional arrow. <laughs> In her side, so it's not that bothered. It's not it's, crucial. It's not fatal. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to put her out of action for a oh, few months. Absolutely wonderful. Global warning, empire. Isn't that... 100% American. And he, just the most unnecessary first line of a song, surrender your firstborn... Are you the firstborn? Yeah. For a 13-year-old to write that, surrender your firstborn. Where are you getting that from? 
the Bible. Mm, I don't Were you know. really influenced by the Bible at 13? Yeah, I was pretty into the Bible. <laughs> and that's where you got madder, hotter, faster <laughs> from as well. <laughs> Tom Lucy, thank you so much for coming on Are you going to not rate that? No, I don't rate that. As in, I don't rate it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, zero, zero, zero. No, I don't score that. I've already done the scoring. That's just your opportunity oh. to give a big performance. And then we put a thing, a beat underneath it. Yeah, there'll be something fun. underneath it. fun. Congratulations. Okay. Are you happy with yourself? Yeah. Well, if you want to keep up to date with me, I'll be hosting a rally in uh, <laughs> Houston Parkway on March 12th. Thank you very much. There you go. That was it. Little tiny Tom Lucy on the podcast with his horrible, horrible lyrics from his horrible, horrible bands. Um, if you want to see anything more from Tom Lucy, why would you? Then go on at Tom Lucy on Twitter or at Tom James Lucy, uh, which I believe is the full name. I thought there'd be more double barrel stuff in that. Private school in Surrey, military father. That's what it is on Instagram. Go check him out. Um, or just go on the Republican Party website. I'm sure he's on there. Uh, he's into that sort of thing. Um, as ever, I'm on tour. If you want tickets, then go on reesjames.co.uk and follow me, follow the podcast. And if you've got any early work you want me to read, I might read it out eventually. Um, email earlyworkpodcast at gmail.com. I have been sent some stuff already and I've read it, but all of it is shit and I don't want to read it out. No, that's not the truth, but everyone keeps sending me schoolwork and uh, crucially, it must not be schoolwork. It needs to be your personal creative endeavours that have nothing to do with that. As ever, subscribe to the podcast, of course. It's very helpful. And leave a review, five stars minimum. It all helps, but not four stars. As I say, it's not four stars. Uh, Other than that, I'll see you next time. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.